Welcome to Event Up, the place where people enthusiastic about events stay in the know on the latest trends within the events industry. Live, hybrid, and virtual experiences. From virtual events to conferences, award galas, and everything in between. Here's your host, Amanda Ma. Hello, welcome to Event Up, the place to get the latest and greatest in the event industry news, ideas, and topics. In this episode, we'll be discussing everything you need to know about diversity and within events and what goes into producing an engaging event experience for the new year. I'm very excited because today we have Jitter Garcia, Vice President of Event Marketing and Brand Experiences of Televista Univision. She's actually tuning in all the way from Florida today. And she oversees a team that strategizes, curates, and executes culturally relevant, engaging experiences that deepen both internal and external client affinity for its brands containing and the community it serves. Before coming to Televista Univision, Jitter works in in-house events at the recognizable brand Dow Jones, the Wall Street Journal, and the Discovery Communication, creating brand experiences for both internal and consumer audiences. Jitter was named one of the Connect and BizBash 2022 40 under 40 and Event Marketers 2022 Women in Events. She has been featured in numerous publications as a thought leader in the events industry and, and her and her teamwork has been celebrated numerous times. I see her all the time on the cover of magazines. So it's actually really pleasant to kind of have her here you know, tune in with us today in person. I can't wait to dive in so that she could share her wisdom and just all her brilliance. Oh, brilliant. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you so much for the very, very kind welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Yay, great. Well, I would love to know, you know, how did you get started in this industry? I always say events is crazy. So whoever jumps in, either you love it or you're just, you know, you got to love it, right? Because this is definitely a passion industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was very fortunate, you know, I think that I always knew that I wanted to do events, even since college. Um, I went to University of Maryland, and I was in, uh, incredibly involved on campus doing um, cultural uh, organizations and being on their planning committees and boards, etc. And it kind of thrust me into this world of events. Um, I, I kind of realized that that's what I wanted to do for long term. Um, and once I started my career, I, I was incredibly lucky to get um, an opportunity to work on the brand side very, very early on in my career. Uh, I started at Dow Jones and the Wall Street Journal. That was really my first introduction into the events world. Um, and in that organization, I was the only events person on the marketing team, uh, and I really had very little experience before that, um, aside from what I did in college. So I was really on my own, and and that was that was tough, but also um, amazing experience at you know such an early stage in your career because you're really thrust into the fire and you had to just figure things out as you went along. Um, and to me, I felt like that was just um, very beneficial and and just a great way for me to figure things out. Um, on my own. Um, eventually, I did land at Discovery Channel, uh, where I worked on um, 
uh, Discovery Communications, excuse me, uh, where I worked for uh, all of the brands under that umbrella, like Discovery Channel, Animal Planet, TLC, et cetera. Um, and then later I was able to come here to Univision. Um, and those experiences being on a team, um, as opposed to just being the sole events person on a marketing team, being on a full functioning event team was so rewarding and really made me love events and that whole world even more because it is such a you know collaborative and innovative environment when you're working on a team especially when you're working with people who are so passionate um, and as passionate about what we do as, as you are you know and yeah. now um, and now being at Univision uh, you know being leading the the brand experiences and event marketing department here is different experience altogether in that my responsibilities have really shifted um, from being on the weeds in planning uh, to focusing on the overall event strategy for the company and really finding this balance between delivering a business message uh, and entertaining our audience through every touch point. But I'm, I'm very grateful for the journey that I've had because it's brought me to where I am now and, and um, I've had some really wonderful experiences along the way. I love that. We have some similarities. I actually also did culture event in college too. Yeah. But back then I didn't even think it was events. It was just fun. Like exactly. people, you know, and then who knew there's a whole industry. Absolutely. And I, I do think that that's uh, something that I've heard a lot from uh, professionals um, now who are, you know, kind of at the same level as us, you know, making waves in the industry and, and becoming thought leaders in the industry. When we started out, I had no idea that this job existed. I did not know anything about experiential marketing or event marketing. There, there was nothing said about it when I was in school. Um, the closest major that I felt, you know, had anything to do with something I was interested in was communications, which was a pretty broad <laughs> major that was kind of like a catch-all for anybody who didn't have you know, a, a more specific goal in mind when it came to their careers. Uh, so I, I feel like we can do a better job of kind of communicating to the younger generation that this is um, an industry and an area that they can, they can, you know, learn about. A hundred percent. I remember telling my parents, like, I'm going to go into event management, you know, start my own agency. And they're yeah. like, what is that? You know, <laughs> yeah. and between that and trying to tran translate it into Chinese, that's a whole different level oh, now. A whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I see a lot, we're all about celebrating diversity here, right? What does diversity mean to you? And what does that look like in, I guess, um, what does it look like in the working world, right? Especially as a leading Spanish language media company, you here being a, a new vision right now. Yeah. What does that mean to you for in terms of diversity? You know, it's it's incredibly empowering. You know, I, I get, I have the privilege of working at Televisa Univision, uh, which is a company that really not only values and celebrates underrepresented voices, but actually leads the conversation in the industry around it. Um, one of my favorite events that I get to work on um, every year is called Leading the Change, uh, which is a conference. It's an annual uh, conference and exclusive forum for marketers from the leading U.S. companies uh, talking about how to elevate their Hispanic consumer strategy. Uh, and since this forum is hosted by the ad sales team within Univision, um, you know, we work closely, our events team works closely with that ad sales marketing team as our strategic internal partners uh, to produce the event, just to ensure that we're delivering a high impact experience that will also resonate with our clients 
um, you know, and assuming most of the time our clients are may not be inherently consumers of the Spanish language content. So when you think about it that way, uh, the experience is really what we lean on uh, to, you know, make our community, the, the Hispanic community and the Hispanic audience um, accessible to um, people who are not as familiar with um, with with that uh, culture, you know? Um, so I, I'm very excited and I'm always so inspired to work on these types of projects because I feel like it's, it's unique, right? It's not something that um, every corporate event planner gets to work on. Um, and to be able to represent and serve such a vibrant and dynamic community is, is honestly a privilege. And I love just how, you know, when we incorporate culture, like you said, it's so unique and we're able to invite people into that culture just for that moment in time, right? Yeah. And some will leave, a, it will resonate with them. But I think it's just all about opening that up. I always call it like peeling the onion little by yeah. little, right? <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, I didn't know like this culture is so fun. I, I thought it was only this, right? There's yeah. also a lot of misconception about what each culture represent and things like that. But I think also you and I in this event space where we have the opportunity to help curate that experience is so important because we want to make sure the brands are represented the right way as well and the cultures are represented in the right way as well too. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And 2023 has just started. So the whole, hopefully the year of the rabbit is treating you well so far, <laughs> but what? how are you and your team planning for the new year? Yeah, it's very exciting to be starting off the new year. You know, I always think it's a great time to really reflect on the learnings and the wins from the year prior and to start fresh for the upcoming year. Um, we all know, you know, events are such an effective tool to help your target audience understand the brand and, and the consumers. Um, and I think that's what makes it all the more rewarding to plan for a new year, because again, we serve such a vibrant and dynamic audience. And, and that's really what continues to drive this, the cultural zeitgeist for us. Um, I'm also really excited to flex like my creative muscles on how to bring this vision to life, the vision for, you know, the event strategy for the company to life and, and help the company deliver on its business goals. Cause I think everyone right now is kind of feeling the impact of having limited resources across the board, but limitation as we've seen over the last couple of years breeds creativity. And, and that's when I think those creative juices can really flow and shine. Definitely. We have, you know, it's so funny because with events, we always say 90% is like the planning and then, then there's the execution. The, the planning, depending on what's happening, it changes, Yeah. right? Literally like yeah. right now we're planning this huge anniversary and just as yesterday, there's elements that change. And then, but that one change has ripple effect and you kind of had to like embrace yeah. that, right? Absolutely, yeah. And I really do. I think that, you know, as event planners, we tend to be very, type A <laughs> and, and tend to really <laughs> don't tell them. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's, you know, it's self-awareness, right? I, yes. at least I can speak for myself and I know how I am. And that's certainly, you know, I, I've inherently always wanted to be in control more than not be in control. And um, over the years, um, one of the things that I've been able to learn is that you have to understand that things are 
going to happen, you know, regardless of your plan A, plan B, plan C, and, and you're going to have to just be okay with it. At, at, at a certain point, you're going to have to accept that whatever is going to happen is going to happen. <laughs> um, and, and you have to be okay with it, right? You have to be kind to yourself and not stress yourself out to the point where you think that you can control the weather because yes. we, we know that we can yeah, not yet, not yet, not yet. But <laughs> you're you're right though, because I was actually just reading a biz, like events magazine yesterday. They say one of the top traits of an event planner, a really good one, is flexibility. Mm. Right? We talked mm. about good communication, being detail oriented, being able to have come up with great strategy, design, all those things. But at the end of the day, flexibility. Absolutely. Right? Because if you can't deal with that, you probably don't want to even consider this industry because it changes all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I think exactly. that's a great segue into my next question. Crisis create opportunity. What are some of the ideas and skills you guys learned due to the pivot, especially during the pandemic? And how are you leveraging that into the new year and beyond? Yeah, I mean, I think that our, you know, my biggest takeaway from that entire experience was, um, you know, we went back to the basics and the, honestly, the basics, that's what resonated the most. That's what was our foundation. And what I mean by basics is, um, you know, when we, when events were mostly virtual, that was the time that taught us that limitation breeds creativity. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, we were really challenged to find innovative ways to still connect with our audience and engage with them in an impactful way. Um, going back to the basics, instead of being able to, you know, add smoke and mirrors to whatever event we were doing or have an immersive activation that may or may not, you know, speak to the message that we were trying to deliver. We, we didn't have the ability to do any of that because it was all virtual, you know, what was going to resonate with attendees in a virtual setting was going to be strong storytelling and a very clear, concise message. Um, so once we realized that, you know, we, we implemented that as our strategy and even you know transitioning from virtual and slowly back to in person that's the strategy that ultimately made sense and and really made the biggest difference between um you know adjusting to new consumer behaviors after the the pandemic um you know how people uh received information how they were able to um sit through an hour or two long you know, conference of just content, you know, all of these things we needed to consider. Um, and again, rather than being able to kind of pull levers that we pulled a lot in 2019 and, and before, um, we kind of just went back to like, no, let's, let's go back to really strong storytelling. Let's make sure that the main takeaway from the event is the message that we intended to go in with from the beginning um, and make it worth it for the attendees, really, really bring them the value that they're looking for when coming to this event. I love that. Those are some really fantastic tips. And you continue to thrive during that time. You know, so it's really great to see that. So with so many events that you guys have done, what is, I know this is a, always a hard question, but what is one of your most, what is your favorite event that you champion at your company? That is a hard one. You know, there are so many events that, that I feel were so special in their own ways. Um, but I will say that uh, in 2019, um, I was responsible and, and my, the team that I have the 
privilege of working with every day. Uh, we were responsible for the upfront that year, um, the network upfronts, um, you know, the Network Upfronts are an annual event that most major media networks will participate in to, uh, you're, I'm sure you're familiar with this, but just in case I needed to, I thought I'd <laughs> add a little bit of color to it. Um, anyways, the Network Upfronts take place in May. Um, every major media network participates in some way to get in front of their existing and potential clients and um, the press as well. So it's a really big and important um, and crucial event for uh, our sales team, our ad sales team. Um, so the pressure was on because, uh, you know, I had, I was leading a brand new team uh, ultimately, and I had really never led a project of that scale. So I felt very challenged every step of the way. Uh, but, you know, I had to be able to deliver a phenomenal event as well as champion this new team to be inspired and empowered through all of the challenges. And at the end of the day, we pulled through and we were able to gain the confidence and we earned the credibility within the organization that we had been fighting for. So I think that the most rewarding part was not just the success of the event itself, which it was, it was incredibly successful and still kind of is a highlight of my career. Uh, but it also was, you know, the signifier, this very pivotal moment for me that taught me the power of collaboration and the fulfillment that comes with watching my team and my colleagues shine. It's so true, right? Because especially as you continue to grow as a, you continue to thrive as a leader, it's no longer just about yourself. It's like right. your team and setting up them up for success. Because yes. right? when they look good, you look good. But when they don't do so good, it's like, how do I step in and also help? Right. Yeah. And also get them into the mindset like it's a collaboration because you're right. Like events is very much a collaboration, not only just within our own team, but also with the partners we bring on board, with the clients we, you know, work with. Right. Yeah. It's a true collaboration all around. And you continue to level up. I just saw that in the, you know, biz bash, you guys are a finalist also. So congratulations for the 2022 you. for your event for Upfront. So obviously yeah. community level up and you're finalist in the category of best upfront and best press events. So in two categories, yeah. in fact. So that's so exciting to see. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of the work that we do here. And again, to be able to you know, represent more than just a brand, but really a community and, and a culture is um, so humbling and, and so rewarding. Um, I, I am very grateful to have the role that I have um, within this company. That's good. So now moving forward, looking forward, what are some events or projects you're excited about for this year then? You know, I am still just excited that events in general are are kind of back. <laughs> yes, yes, did all to that. Thank you. You know what Welcome I mean. Back. I mean, I still feel like I'm so grateful that the industry has come back in full force, and that we are the experienced creators responsible for for you know connecting people to uh, brands and cultures and and you know ideas and all these things and to each other. Um, so last year. For me, it was really all about getting our footing again and remembering how it was to be back in person because it had been years, honestly. It had been a couple of years since we had we had done it. So we hadn't flexed that muscle and we were kind of just getting back into the groove of things. This year, I'm really looking forward to um, 
building on the momentum from last year, because again, last year was just coming back and getting used to it. And now that we've been back for um, at least a year, we can now move forward and build upon it and find more innovation, especially in this new post-COVID era. Oh my gosh, Ditter. I feel like you're my long lost sister. <laughs> no, I think Danica's in the background, like nodding because that's exactly what I said. Like, right, Danica? Like a week and two weeks ago at not only at our leadership meeting, but quarterly, we said we need to build on our momentum. So our theme this year at agency is actually Amplify. Amplify, I love that. Yes. And also I'm like listening to you. I'm like, oh my gosh. I, okay. You and I need to grab dinner afterwards. <laughs> 100%. Let's go. Awesome. <laughs> but you're so true, you know, because even like being not dormant because we pivoted to virtual and hybrid, but then also coming back, like also considerations are different, right? From yes. the audience too. Like, yeah. okay, we no longer just want that and we won't settle for that. Now ex expectations are so much higher mm -hmm. and programming, we have to cut it shorter, more impactful, right? Yes. And convincing people to like get out of the house and come to an event where they have to drive Mm -hmm. right versus like before they just tune in with a press of a button you know exactly. so everything is elevated in all all senses yeah everything is different like you said audience behavior has shifted so much that we can't approach a project or an event or an engagement in the same way that we used to you know like uh people's um attention spans have shortened and the way that they receive information has changed. Uh, it's, it's all different. So even having and looking back at historics of the things that you've done before are, are they're still helpful, but it's also, it's a, it's a new game, right? We're playing a new game now. <laughs> That's great. And how about in terms of your professional journey, what is the one thing that has really helped propel you to where you are today, because you're very successful. Like I mentioned, you're constantly being mentioned in different publication. And it's really wonderful to see someone like you being, you know, really out there. So what, what, what attributed to that? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, I appreciate that. Um, I think that, you know, taking feedback as a gift is a really important uh, thing to learn and to understand, you know, very early in my career, while outwardly I took feedback well, I took a lot of things to heart and I felt like, you know, looking back, it was somewhat unproductive in a way. Um, and I think once I got to a point where I could take a step back and really shift my mentality to understand that feedback is actually just a tool to help you grow your confidence and, you know, um, find learnings and optimize, that's how I feel I was able to grow from there and, and it positively impacted my career in that way. Um, so I think that's actually a really important thing that especially, you know, um, young uh, or um, early entry career um, professionals can learn if they can figure that out earlier, then it can make a big difference. Yeah. And I always say growth mindset is the best, right? And you got to ask for the feedback because sometimes people won't just give it to you. But you also, I think you were um, on target when you say like, you, you were, you need to be ready to receive the feedback as well, right? Don't just ask yeah. for it and like, and do nothing with no it. No entry. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, shut your ears, earmuffs. But I think it's also being able to receive it, but constructive criticism. There are some that are not valid, but a lot probably valid. And, you know, we all have, like you said, in the beginning of our conversation, that self-awareness too, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. you just 
got to be okay with that from time to time and then it'll help you grow. Yeah, yes. that's awesome. Yeah. I love that tip. Yeah. And then how about self-care, right? I feel like event planners are, or events people are the worst at doing this because we do this for everybody else. We build events, we build wellness events. We incorporate this in a lot of our events, but how do you kind of incorporate and practice self-care? I mean, I will say that what we were just talking about in terms of, you know, um, not taking things too hard and, and being kind to yourself, all of those things I think will lend itself to self-care. And I, I do think that's made a difference in my life as well when I'm able to um, not worry so much or be so hard on myself or take things so personally. That I think is, an afford, is a form of self-care. Um, I also think that I'm very intentional about when I bring work into my mental space and when I don't. That is something I have to constantly work on. And um, I had to get to a place where I, you know, was very aware of it and, and I can acknowledge it and do something with it because again, I had to learn that the hard way. <laughs> um, and you don't, you know, it, it doesn't serve you if you just stress yourself out to the point that you can't function, um, especially in this industry where stress, you're, you're constantly in high stress environments and, you know, time is money and all the things that can make you anxious. Uh, so I, I try to be, again, very intentional about when I turn on my work mode and, and when I have time off just for myself. I love that. We always also share with the, you know, people who are just starting, because a lot of times sometimes they may feel stretched, you know, and I always say when you're feeling stretched, that's because you're growing, because you're getting out of your comfort zone. So just keep that in mind, but find ways, find your outlet, right? To let those out so you don't just blow up is very important. And I had to learn that in my journey as a professional as well, right? Because we're from time to time, we are stretched. So to find the different and different people have different outlets. Some people write journals, other people take a walk. Some people sing in the shower. I actually know someone who does that. She'll get into her car wow. and she'll just sing and she'll <laughs> put on the karaoke app and she just singing in her car. And I was like, I love that. Maybe I should borrow that sometimes, you know, but I just, I think that's so, you just find, need to find ways to kind of de-stress. And some people is talking to other people, right? That's so yeah. great. Any yeah. other advice that you would like to share with the audience today, Jitter? Well, actually, yes. One, one other thing that I feel like has made a really big impact on, on the way that I approach my work and has helped me very positive, has been a very positive impact on, on me is, um, taking the, taking it a day at a time, taking it a week at a time, you know, I think that changing how you uh, look at a challenge or a problem you have in front of you and making it more manageable um, will make a big difference because as an events professional, you're constantly looking ahead. You're basically living in the future because you're planning things that are months out or years out. Um, it's very easy to get caught up in that and to allow it to make you anxious about things that haven't happened yet, right? Um, so I think that what's helped me is, um, yes, having a big picture idea of what needs to happen, but also tackling what's in front of you and then checking that off and then moving on to the next thing. Because uh, yeah, you can, I can definitely like get into my head about things that are, you know, light years away. <laughs> yes, especially, I think 
as you continue to grow, it's like, okay, think big picture, think big picture, right? right? And then like more and more things get into your pile. So we always say like, look at all the things that you have to do. What are the major rocks versus a gravel, mm -hmm. right? So like pick a few, pick a priority. And yes, we'll eventually get to all of them, but prioritize too. Prioritize, so yeah, and okay. set achievable short-term goals that so that you can actually check things off of your list. And it also helps you from a confidence standpoint. It makes you feel like you're actually getting somewhere. Yeah, I love that. Oh, thank you so much, Shitter. This has been truly amazing. You have so many brilliant tips and just like sharing today. So I really enjoy our conversation. This is exactly how I expected this to go. <laughs> if, it, if anything, it was even better. Um, what is the best way for the audience to get in touch with you? Oh, well, I'm definitely on LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn under Jitter Garcia. Um, and uh, that's, uh, that's honestly probably the best way to find me. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Well, this has been so incredible. Thank you so much, Jitter, for joining us today. And for those of you that are tuning in, if you have any questions or you want to reach out to her or just read her bio, it's really amazing kind of following her through her journey, right? So she kind of shared with us how she started and where she is today and the growth that she had and I continue to celebrate with you as you continue on your journey but thank you all for tuning in today thank you so much Amanda thanks for having me thank you for listening tune in next time on event up <laughs>